the adventures of a librarian turned sniper, Liberty Schoenhauer, who finds that aliens started the zombie apocalypse. These things happen. She is aided by the great Uncle Danny Toughest Nails, and together they try and save as many people in the book Liberty's Run. Book one is out now at Amazon and Mythmart, and book two is coming soon in August. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Mythbits. I am your host, Jenna Sparks, and this is episode 179. So again, welcome to the world of Myth Bits. <sighs> we have not a ton of news this week, so fairly easy to get through. <laughs> Let's uh, jump into it and unpack. So first and foremost, New Wave Comics will begin to go on sale at MythMart starting this coming Wednesday, June the 1st. Also, we are now accepting advertising for the JSO Modcast Network. Uh... Audio ads starting at only $2.50 a week. So go ahead and contact Dave or Steph for more information. So yeah, so that's that's literally it. <laughs> it's been a nice, quiet, slow week. Um, I am still in recovery mode. It's been a week. I'm tired. I'm pooped. I won't lie. Um... Which is really no surprise, I think. I think everybody anticipates me to be pooped and tired all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, this past, last Monday, Joe and I were able to actually go see Neil Gaiman uh, do a recording, a recording, a reading, my goodness gracious. We saw Neil Gaiman do a reading in Los Angeles, and that was, for me personally, probably one of the most... Um, enthralling, captivating, and exciting experiences of my life. It was just very odd to, like, realize he's a real person. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun. So hopefully I get to carry that energy and momentum and excitement for all my upcoming projects because I am gearing up for <laughs> so many things. Uh yeah, I have, I have several, oh my gosh, I have three, three more drawings to get done by the middle of July. I have 48, 48 candles to make. I have uh, some patches I want to try to sublimate. I have prints to order. I have... I have so many little, little things. So I'm going to stop complaining because that is not what you are here for. That also being said, though, I don't want anybody to get uh, saddened or anything. The review episode is coming up. Uh, again, Dave and I have had this amazing opportunity to sit down and we talked for four or five hours. <laughs> no joke. 
and um, had an amazing, amazing, amazing conversation. And that is uh, what we are going through for this episode and next week's episode, which will be the finale of the series, the, not the World of Mythbits, but the series featuring David K. Montoya. Um, so this this one is a lot of fun because we start to kind of get into the modern territory, you know, where we are today and visiting the idea of the podcasts again and everything. So anyway, the point is, don't worry, the review will be out in the next couple weeks. Uh, until then, I really hope you're enjoying this, this series with uh, me and Dave and our interview and conversation. So I will go ahead and get kickstarted on today's episode and I genuinely hope you guys enjoy. So thank you for spending these many hours with us. <laughs> so yeah, without further ado, here is part three of my conversation with David K. Montoya. So 10 years ago in 2012, it's when we begin to see the iterations of identities uh, we know today, including the world of myth and also exploration into the realm of podcasting. Yes. And it was then that you branched out and created the Jaysomon Productions and brought to life a handful of shows uh, just as we started to see the rise uh, and the essentially the trend in podcasting in general. Uh, what was the light bulb moment you think where you knew you wanted to step into this endeavor of podcasting? Last episode, you had talked about the interview, the guy that didn't know I was a writer. Uh, that actually was the moment. Oh. See, very rarely do I have a selfish moment? And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm just not a selfish person. It's just the way it is. But Jay Zomar, which I don't know if you've picked this up yet, but my name, my, my last name is Montoya. At the time, I only had two kids. Jaden, <laughs> Zoe. So- Jay, Zoe. I do know that one. I missed Aotnam, but. (laughs) So before the Jason Modcast came out, it was Jason Mod Productions, Jason Mod Publishing, Publications. And I wanted to be selfish. I wanted to produce only my stuff because. You could rely on yourself. Yes. You don't have to rely on other people. You can rely on you and your content. And I'm just being totally honest here. Is in that period, I was publishing people, you know, whether it be the World of Myth or books or Herotica, because Herotica magazine was one at the time, too. I thank you. That's all it could have kept you. Just a thank you. Yeah. And I got butt hurt, I guess is the best way to say it. I'm like, forget it. 
if you people can't be considerate enough to say thank you, that's all I want. A thank you. I'll do it for myself. It's like they've forgotten that you were a person and assumed you were just you were you were an entity, right? Instead of a human being. One of the things that I pride myself on, as far as being a business owner, is I will never ask anybody to do anything I haven't done myself. Yeah. So if I ask you to do something, that means that I've personally done it. Yeah. Well, I can write. I can edit. You know. So... That's what I did. I started putting out short stories online to read for free. Just to circulate the notice that David K. Montoya is a writer. <laughs> now, with the Jason Modcast, how that came about was who was it? Somebody told me about podcasts. And I found out that Kevin Smith was podcasting because <laughs> I was one of those people that are like podcasting. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Is that a new type of iPod? You know? <laughs> so back up a year, Rebecca, my sister, we had one of our mini fallouts and we didn't talk for a year. So we decided to get together every week. And just talk. And I was like, well, let's record them. That's where the podcasting came from. <laughs> we re- talk, record. We have an a, a audio record of what was said. Because the fight that happened was just a misunderstanding. Mm. And then we'd be at my place once a week. So we're seeing each other. We're hanging out. You know, build that family bond. And then it occurred to me, well, why stop there? Have Mary Lynn or S.A. Burbank do the same thing. Have Carrie do the same thing. And that's where it started. It's just to, I'm a very scheduled person. You know, I, I... Legitimately, I'm a yeah. scheduled person. So if I dedicate an hour on this day to talk for an hour with this person, it's going to happen. Yeah. And it never was meant to be a network, but it evolved. Yeah. But by the time it started, you know, we had seen Red, which was talking to Rebecca and Aaron, and then went in Burbank, which I was talking to S.A.D. Burbank, and then I did one called Who's the Boss? <laughs> and then I did one called Share Darkness with Terry, where I was talking to Terry. That's four right there. Yeah. And then another guy wanted to come on as Saturday Segments. So I had five <laughs> shows <laughs> running. And it became a network. Yeah. Because what else are you going to do with all that? (laughs) It's got to have a nice little package to it. So, 
yeah, let's get started. In fact, as the 10 year is running in, November 26th, just like I know the world of myth started September 6th, <laughs> uh, November 26th is the Jason Modcast 10th anniversary. Oh, wow. And I actually went and talked to Rebecca today to do one more. <laughs> One more episode of Seeing Red for the 10th anniversary. And I promise, now, people who know me now may not want to listen to this episode because I'm going to let the guard down and I'm going to become the old me. (laughs) And the old me was a really bad potty mouth. Really (laughs) bad. Really, really okay. Bad. <laughs> I I am excited to hear that. Uh just because I always see, you know, not that you're never like like reserved in a fake way, like you're not like pretending to be somebody else or anything, but you have kids, you have young children. So I know it's you know, 99% of the time where I, you know, you and I are are talking or whatever, the kids are right around. So you're mindful. <laughs> And I'm the one, I'm the one, I think every time we talk and I realize you don't have headphones on, I'm going, oh my God, I didn't know the kids were right there. I'm so sorry for saying that. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I'm very, I'm, I'll, I'll be very eager to, to hear you let loose with some F-bombs and <laughs> whatnot. There may be some alcohol required. <laughs> that will just make it even more entertaining. Well, we'll get there. So speaking of uh, Rebecca and Aaron, so in 2014, uh, at this point, you're recording weekly <laughs> podcasts and you've got a super strong lineup. <laughs> in, in one instance, in an episode of Seeing Red uh, with Rebecca and uh, your brother, was he your brother-in-law at that time? Yes. So I wasn't sure if they were just dating 86. at that time. <laughs> so with Aaron and Rebecca uh, and you and Rustler, uh, Mike, you wound up accidentally Oops. conceptualizing this idea uh, <laughs> about Canadian deliverance. And so the mongers was born was. the year following a crowdfunded campaign uh, opened to see the mongers created into a trailer yes and i mean like what what was that process like because i've seen the trailer i think i've seen the trailer did you show it to me but i yeah no i've seen it um but what was the process of that you know especially just seeing something that came from essentially filling the silent air <laughs> it was yeah to a fully formed idea you know, and and suddenly become again like this tangible thing. It, oh my God, it was a ride. It was such a ride. It was. <laughs> there's a whole story. You want the whole story? Might as well. <laughs> okay, so episode eighty six, Canadian Deliverance Part One. We ripped through our content really fast. 
and we had like 20 minutes to film, <laughs> maybe 30. And we're just being stupid. And we started telling this horror story. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my voice dropped an octave, and I started talking like this. <laughs> and Ezekiel was born. <laughs> and so we told this whole story, but we didn't finish it. We put it up that Monday, and it was a hit. People were emailing us. Well, what, what happens? What happens? <laughs> and this was during um, something was happening. I don't remember what was happening. But Rebecca couldn't make it. So Aaron came back in. And that Tuesday, we recorded part two, came up with the ending, put it out on Wednesday as a special midweek release and it was consumed it was just like boom <laughs> everybody was there for it and then somebody i'm not going to mention <laughs> came in and said you want to make that movie oh like, hell yeah i do <laughs> actually i said something else but yeah, yeah. and the script <laughs> we just made it you know we just we just did it on wednesday this is friday yeah. <laughs> so I sat down and I started listening to the podcast, making notes and this and that. And if I remember right, it took like 70 days to create the script. And I made a few phone calls. And the original person that was going to play Ezekiel was Rutger Howard. And what a class act. What a class yeah. act. He was just so cool. Um, and then I met this other guy. And he's like, he opened the door for me to meet a lot of people. Uh, like Robert Moots, who is House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, Sid Haig, who was going to be uh, Ezekiel after Rucker couldn't do it. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Sitgan! Sorry, you can't <laughs> say his name without doing that. Like. Um, so it really expanded. And mind you, I was doing this all on the premise that this person had contacted me and said that they were going to give me 65000 to to produce this. So I never thought it was. We had the locations and Big Bear. We were going to rent out uh, one of those big cabin places. We were going to have everybody there. Uh, aligned transportation back and forth. We had everything mapped out. Everything was ready to go. I went to this person's house and said, okay, I need the money. As God is my witness, looked at me and said, what are you talking about? I'm like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Not now. This isn't funny. Please don't do this to me. <laughs> please. I'm begging. Please do not do this to me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I, I can show you the emails. Well, I'm old and I don't remember. Please don't do this to me. Please. 
I, I've got like a good lump sum of Hollywood people. Please don't make me look like a fool. We don't got that kind of money. Yeah, I know you do, but that, that's a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to eat my pride. And tell everybody that the project was postponed. Uh, I don't know what the the terminology I used, but it just got postponed. We're good. We're just postponed for a minute. Yeah. Problems with financing. We'll get it solved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And of course, didn't happen. And I was like, We gotta do something. We have to do something. We have to make something to not waste this experience. So I did a GoFundMe and we raised a few thousand dollars. I was actually it was closer to fifteen, I think. 10, 15. Nice little chunk. And we shot it down in Hollywood. I'm sorry for doing that. <laughs> and it took a while to get edited and color framed and everything like that, but it, it came out nice. It did. And it was circling around trying to get more financing, but it never happened. Well, I know you brought up, I mean, that like you were looking into revisiting the idea. Is that still on the table? For the future, not right now, not tomorrow, but you well, know, yeah. the um, next couple years, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So, in addition to the rising success of the trailer, though, uh, that year was also one of significant growth and loss. Uh-huh. Not only was your youngest child born, but your wife unexpectedly passed away. Lacey was, and I think we can all say still is, um, a vastly superior and important part of the world of myth and all the preceding companies and dreams and goals. Um, And as can be expected, the world had stopped. You know, there's no pleasant way to put that. I really just kind of wanted to honor and get, like, dedicate a minute, a couple minutes um, devoted to her and really explore like all of the greatness that she put forward into the magazine. So if you will, you know, because I know she was very, very detrimental to not just the magazine, but also the podcast network, you know, could you, could you just give us like a rundown, uh, of all what Lacey devoted, uh, to the world of myth? Originally, Lace was our site overseer. She would go in and look at each link and say, hey, this is off. It's not straight. Or this is missing. And she did that for years. A lot of people didn't even know her. And she didn't want people to know it. It was just something she did for me. It wasn't for the company. So nobody's 
knew. And then she was always my springboard. Lace, what do you think of this idea? What do you think of this idea? Lace, I'm going to make a movie. <laughs> okay. Where do I fit in? You'll make dinner for everybody. Okay. <laughs> Lace, I'm going to do this. Okay. Lace, I'm going to do that. Okay. She. She believed in letting me be me. Mm -hmm. She was your why not person. Yeah. She never looked at me and said, that's stupid. Or, you know how much money you're about to lose? <laughs> Which I'm sure in hindsight, you probably kind of wish. Like, hey, <laughs> you couldn't have. <laughs> that is why in 2012, because I wanted her to be a part of the wilderness, I opened the photography. Because she she was a photographer. Jen is natural talent. And that's why there's no photography space now. It's because when she died, I took it down. No. Because I made that category for her. specifically for her. Yeah. Uh, she, she was there through it all. She was my first colorist in the 90s. <laughs> I don't know, I just, <laughs> she put up with so much. <laughs> always dreaming big. That's me. I'm always dreaming big. <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, belief systems are, you know, I think, you know, just as much as Terry, uh, she her presence is still significantly felt over the magazine. And obviously, you know, that's like you said, that's where she started. She was kind of behind the scenes. I think she's still there very, you know, it's, there's still this, like this whisper of her. Um, I don't want to say memory, but like of her, her, her presence, you know, and I never knew Lacey, but it's like, you it's just you can you can tell you know and i know that sounds really woo woo kind of silly but I, I I, it's just it's you can tell you can tell that there is a lot of honor dedicated to both lacy and terry and um you know on that note in 2016 which honestly feels like an absolute lifetime ago uh terry passed away um and he was as we know, an important contributor to your life in the magazine. Uh, he, he passed away. And, you know, I, I had the absolute pl pleasure, you know, I'm not going to turn this around to a me thing, but um, I got, I got to celebrate Lacey and Terry 
um, in illustrations for your 2021 book, uh, The Missing Unicorn in the Land of the Zombie Fairies, yes. which goes to show the importance and the influence and the magic of people in our lives. And I know, and I know you said something before, but I want you to know that we've kind of evolved a little bit more um, as your mentor Terry imbued you with plenty of knowledge, <laughs> but is there anything he shared with you beyond like what you had brought up about, you know, the comics and seeing, you know, the multi-angled camera in your mind? Um, but is there anything he shared with you that like to this day, you still utilize on a regular basis? Yeah. Outside of this, this world, the world of medicine that I still reside in, he, he taught me how to be a modern tech. <laughs> and that's what I am. To go back in that time, I was a CNA, which is basically an orderly with a little medical training. And there was a step down opening up. Now, step down is like, it's a step down from ICU, but they're not well enough to go on the floor, like telemetry med surgery. Yeah. And it's funny because Lacey and Terry intertwining the story. <laughs> I found out that they were hiring for CCTs. I went home and I told Lacey, I said, I, I know I've been a CNA for a long time, but I don't want to do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to go back to school, get my license. And become a CCT. She looked at me and she goes, I'm sure this is the right choice. I go, yes. We'll do it. So I went back to school. I was going to school and going to work. I don't know how I pulled it off <laughs> because work is 13 hours. Well, then I go home change clothes, go to school. I imagine a lot of energy drinks, coffee, and... Uh, Cigarettes. Yeah. I used to smoke back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I did it. And I did really well. I got the job as a CCT. And I worked as a CCT for like a year and a half, two years. And... Terry had ran off the, the secretary. He was very gruff. <laughs> but the world of mass was already started and, and we were already friends. And they're like, well, who are we going to, you know, we need somebody to cover. And uh, I'm a bird. Because I stand right there. He looks at me and goes, Dave can do it. 
<laughs> hey! What? Oh, what? <laughs> like, okay, sit down. He looked at me, he goes, okay, you know your rhythms. I'm going to teach you how to be a monitor tech. So let's talk about the shuttering and the uh, reinvention of the World of Myth magazine. You know, it takes a, a lot of strength to pull the brakes on something uh, so beloved and important, but even more strength to decide to take on the challenge of completely reinventing it and just kicking it back into gear. And you seem to pull it off in uh, honestly a, a seemingly Christmas, a seemingly miraculous Christmas miracle, uh, <laughs> a Christmas miracle in 2017 with issue uh, 56, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what was going on in your brain? If, if you can even remember, like what was going on in your brain when you realized that you just, you had to get back to this. You had to, you had to pick everything up, you know, after just kind of going away needfully, don't get me wrong, but like. It was a process of events. The, so in 2017, I decided to put the world of myth back online because it wasn't online. And because it was a new server, I had to go and recode the 55 issues that there were there. And as I was going through, I was reading and like I read all the introductions, which were when Terry was doing them. Well, that's not even true because I enjoy reading the introductions now. It's one of my favorite things to do. But it was just each issue reminded me of that era, that time, that month. And and by the time I finished recoding everything, I kind of remembered how much I loved the world of myth. But it was 2017, and that was a 2004 website design. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it was too simple, too simplematic, I guess. And I just sat down and just started putting them together. I, I I honestly didn't think it would last long because I wasn't sure about what the market was like. I didn't know if that was even a thing. Um, Reached out to some of my creative friends. And it was a hit. I mean, just people just like, holy crap, what is this? You know? (laughs) And I didn't know it was was a lost art form, it, it seemed like. You know? Like, they had faded away. Online magazines, easy. And... The woman myth came back, and I'm not saying that, you know. It, I'm sure there's there was other 
ebooks out there, easings out there, but there sure is a lot more now that the world knows is out there. Yeah. Um, and then I did something that I hadn't been doing because in a, a process after Lacey died, uh, I really wasn't, I, I tried to podcast a couple times, you know, uh, and it just my head was, wasn't there. Yeah. I tried to write, my head wasn't there. Um, then I just started writing short stories and they started flowing again. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, I forgot how much I love this. And it wasn't for anybody else. The world of myth was not for anybody else. It was just for me to have a medium to put my stories on. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it just got bigger because Mike, Mike Lutz. Um, Lutz. He was the same Mike Lutz from the whole monger thing. <laughs> he, he was the managing editor for a year. And to be completely honest, I was totally happy with everything because it was small. It was intimate. Manageable. Yeah, it wasn't stressful. It wasn't anything like that. And then that August of 2018, I decided to bring back the Jason Modcast. But I wanted to have a podcast connected to the world of myth. Because no one ever did that. No one had ever had a podcast like the world of myth bits. That I know of, nobody has a podcast like that. And... Mike and Steph started it. In fact, it was Mike's idea to call it the World of Mythbits. Mine was very more simplistic. Like, the World of Myth magazine podcast. That's what I was going to name it. And he's like, uh, let's, let's go with Mythbits. Um, and it was still simple and fun. Then Mike left as that December, December 18. He left as managing editor and he left the podcast. And then Steph came on. But that was also the same time that her book came on. And that's when I started putting. I'm gonna share stuff with you. By this time, I knew that this was going to be my last go at this, of building a dream, building the company. So, 
I decided now unfortunately folks for the audio experience you're not going to see any of this <laughs> but I started let's see oh phase one find new editor keep it free I'm not going to read it all because I know that this is something that's definitely going to make its way into the uh, book. It better, at least. <laughs> phase two. Phase three. Yeah. Phase three. Phase four. Phase five. So where are we? Where are we now? Phase five. Okay. <laughs> now, are, is that still like going? Do you think you're going to write up like a phase six? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So That's what uh, I bought this one, the second one. Oh, there you go. You're already set. <laughs> so on on that note, you know, I I do have to ask. Um, a little selfishly, you know, how do you, how do you think we're doing these days, especially with the world of Mythbits? The world of Mythbits. Again, totally the, self-indulgent here. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, there's something special that we kind of touched on a little bit a long time ago. But it's it's a new era. Life. That chapter has finished, and now it's a new chapter. And as silly as it may sound, sound is like the woman, or not the woman, but Seeing Red, our very first show on the podcast network was our longest running show, 141 episodes. And when the World of Mythbits went to 142, that was when I realized this is when we are creating grounds for a new legacy. This is the second half of the third year story. And I hope that I'm still alive in another 30 years, but the World of Mythics means so much because the World of Mythics is a mark for legacy. You have turned it into your own thing. <laughs> Which I didn't mean to do. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a good thing. I enjoy your shows. 
I love the the creatives. The term creatives. <laughs> that's that's your version of Mythketeers. Mythketeers. <laughs> It means that it wasn't my last hero. I thought it was. It's not. <laughs> and it's so funny, you know, because going through the literature you 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 shared with me, um, it is. It's very funny because there is a a definite sense, a definite feeling of. You know, it's more than an evolution. It's just, it's, and I think that's kind of the beauty of <clears throat> creative fields, you know, is it can be a constant reinvention, a constant reimagination, something you don't ever have to pigeonhole yourself. You don't ever have to put yourself in this one little corner. You can constantly add subtract change um you know you can it's it's an it's you know infinite what you can do and I think you know you obviously the entire company has been a long example of that you know and I think you know obviously it it's it for lack of a better term, you know, it, you've benefited off of maturing, you know, it, within the company, within the world of myth. Um, and it, it's become so much more than an idea yes. because now it's, it's here, it's real. And, you know, like I said, it just, I don't know, like, and it's so funny because like when I took over on Mythbits, you know, when it was me and Joe, and even you know, now that it's just me, it's it's it was so daunting. <laughs> it was so daunting because what are we gonna do? And it's it, I think even funnier. I almost felt guilty for you know the first many many episodes where it was like we're not talking enough about literature. We're not talking enough about you know, books and things like that. And then especially going over, you know, the, the rise and fall, it, it kind of just placated me a little bit to the point where I'm like, no, I'm just talking to other nerds. And obviously that's like, that's what we want. That's what we crave. And that goes back to your idea of family. It's like, we're all just, we're all just nerds. Like, I don't think people are getting mad at me because, you know, the last thing I read was, I can't even remember now, <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of funny. So, okay. That was my long winded. I needed a compliment for, for the day. So, <laughs> so again, that is it for this week. We will be back next week for our final chapter. And I'm very excited uh, for this the series and the closure of it and then we will jump into our review episode and I'm so stoked don't forget uh coming up on to June which is pride month we are actually going to have a very special special uh endeavor regarding that celebration and uh the importance of that so 
<sighs> Until next time, you can find us at www.theworldofmyth.com on Facebook and the Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine and on Instagram at the World of Myth Bits. I will be back next week. So until next time.